welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 969. Denna seemed to realize it at the same time, and we moved a little apart from each other, as if suddenly shy. The wind stirred, reminding us how wet we were. Denna skipped lightly to the shore and stripped away her dress without a moment's hesitation, tossing it over the grey stone to dry. She wore a white shift underneath that clung to her as she made her way back into the water. She gave me a playful push as she passed me by, then crawled atop a smooth black boulder that lay half-submerged near the centre of the stream. It was a perfect sunning stone, smooth basalt, dark as her eyes. The whiteness of her skin and the too-revealing shift were a sharp contrast against it. Almost too bright to look on, she lay on her back and spread her hair to dry. Its wetness made a pattern against the stone that spelled the name of the wind. She closed her eyes and tipped her face toward the sun. Valerian herself could not have been more lovely, more perfectly at ease. I moved toward the shore as well and stripped off my sodden shirt and vest. I had to be content with my wet pants as I had nothing else to wear. What does that stone tell you? I asked to fill the silence as I laid my shirt next to her dress on the grey stone. She run she ran one hand over the smooth surface of the stone and spoke without opening her eyes. This one is telling me what it is like to live in the water, but not be a fish. She stretched like a cat. Bring the basket over here, would you? I fetched the basket and waded out toward her, moving slowly so as not to splash. She lay perfect and still, as if asleep, but as I watched her mouth curved into a smile. You're quiet, she said but I can smell you standing there. Nothing bad, I hope. She shook her head gently, still not opening her eyes. You smell like dried flowers, like strange spice smoldering, close to catching flame. Like river water, too, if I have any guess. She stretched again and smiled an easy smile, showing the perfect whiteness of her teeth and the perfect pinkness of her lips. She shifted her position on the rock slightly, almost as if she were making room for me. Almost. I thought of joining her. The stone was large enough for two if they were willing to lie close. Yes, Denna said. Yes to what? I asked. Your question, she said, tilting her face toward me, her eyes still closed. You're about to ask me a question. She adjusted her position slightly on the stone. The answer is yes. How was I to take that? What should I ask for? A kiss? More? How much was too much to ask? Was this a test? I knew asking too much would only drive her away. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. And this, to me, is the the kind of smoking gun for what I was talking about yesterday. Denna 
is making it as obvious as she can without literally grabbing him by the collar and saying, kiss me, you fool, that what she wants is for him to lie next to her on this hot rock and kiss her. I mean, maybe she should just tell him because you know what? If, if he's not taking the hint, what's the harm? Yes, I, I agree. I agree. She should. And I would be also in quotes position, especially as a awkward teenage boy would have been sitting there going, uh, uh, she probably just wants me to like feed her a strawberry or something. I mean, she also might just want him to come sit on the rock. Like maybe the question is, hey, can I come sit on the rock? Maybe it doesn't include a kiss. I mean, it probably does, but maybe it doesn't. Well, that's the thing. That's what he's thinking. But it seems really obvious to me that she wants him to kiss her. And I think this is an example of Quoth being an unreliable narrator because we're only getting his perspective and he is so paranoid about misreading her signals that there's no signal she can give him that will be clear enough except for her to literally say, Quoth, I want you to kiss me. And I talked about this while you were away, Jeremy, but this I find very triggering. Uh, This makes me feel like I'm about to have a panic attack because I... You know, without getting too into it, I had a partner who was like this in terms of not being communicative and then punishing you for making the wrong guess. It's it's really tough for me to read this because it's it's so it's so verisimilitudinous, right? Like, um, and I think Quoth is in a similar boat because to make the wrong choice, as has been demonstrated, is potentially very explosive because not maybe not Dennis fault entirely. Like he's also in the doghouse, and perhaps rightly so for being so pig headed about her song. Um, but I think what you touched at is, is accurate because it's a combination of the, the, the culmination of their relationship and quotes, uh, lack of confidence around her and also her inability or, or, unwillingness to be forthright with her ask to him well yeah that's the thing their Uh, whole relationship is based on like dancing around what they really want to say to each other because they're both afraid of being that vulnerable and probably especially so because the last time that either of them was this vulnerable they had a big fight but jordana you're completely right that if she at a certain point you you can't just keep giving people hints and hoping they pick up on the hints if they're not picking up on a hint like this you gotta just be direct i i feel like like i mean you guys can tell me but like i am famously like with everything very not hint getting i very frequently do not get any hints so i i feel like if denna's leaving hints i am frustrated by this (laughs) like on a personal level i'm like no just just talk to each other for the love of god (laughs) even to us famously strong hint getters I feel like her actual ask is unclear because to me, she's not saying necessarily like maybe I'm looking too much through Quoth's eyes here. Right. But I also am like kissing her right now would be the wrong thing to do. I don't know what the right thing to do is, but kissing her is not it. I do think it's interesting that what he ends up asking her is, can you move over so I can sit on the rock with you? And she says, yes, right after he notices that the stone is large enough for two if they're willing to lie close, that makes me think that they are still kind of in sync because he thinks, oh, I'd like to lie down with her if only she'd move over at the exact same moment that she says, yes, I will move over for you, perhaps intuiting that he's about to ask her to move over for him. 
Whereas I read that as her saying, there is no question you could ask me right now to which the answer would not be yes. And then on the very next page, she takes a start because she thinks he's taking his pants off for a moment. So there is at least one question that she would be uh, upset to get the yes answer to, to offer the yes answer to. Startled is not the same as upset. You know what? That's a fair point. I have been startled to find someone uh, naked around me, but not necessarily upset. Do you, do you, by surprise, find people naked around you a lot, Jeremy? It's a risky move, Jordana, but it can but pay dividends. Sometimes it pays off. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of a Hail Mary pass. I don't think I've ever... The only time I've, by surprise, ended up with a naked person near me was like at Pride when one of those naked guys like turned a corner. And I was like, oh, hello. Like, it's... Yeah, jump scare. <laughs> like, yeah, like, a little bit of a jump scare, but like, otherwise I cannot imagine accidentally coming upon a naked person. Like at a nude beach, you know it's going to happen. I also want to just call attention, like, we're, we're focusing a lot on the end of this page, but I think part of the reason why I think her hints are so obvious is because everything on this page that's led up to that yes, yes to what exchange is so sexy. And it's not like lewd, it's not crude, they are just like getting out of the water and drying themselves off. But this, the, the sensual details about Denna lying back on the stone and spreading her hair out. Uh, oh yeah. Spreading her hair out. Yeah. Making a pattern that spells the name of the wind. Yeah. That's gotta be important. You know, he's both has to strip off his shirt. So now he's shirtless. She can smell him standing there and he smells good to her. She takes off her dress and is wearing a white shift that is apparently soaked through. <laughs> which which in a weird way is somehow sexier than being naked. Absolutely. 100%, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We all agree yes. to that. Yeah, 100% agree to that. But like she's practically a like like a, a naiad in this scene. Jordana, the hair that spells the name of the wind seems to me like a, a, a metal uh, band logo. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I can uh, I can arrange that. Arrange what? Oh, you want to make a t-shirt? All right, Jordana, go right ahead. Hey, hey, that is not what I said. Oh, I will draw idea. a picture. Just because I draw a picture doesn't mean it's going to automatically become a t-shirt. It does if you go to our Threadless store. Okay, but like we'll see when that actually occurs. I have to, Listeners, I have to write it down want, in my book. If you want the name of the wind in Denna's hair on a t-shirt, first Jordana has to make the picture and then go to Threadless. You can get any of those pieces of art on a t-shirt, mug, shower curtain, format what else sticker whatever your little uh, heart shower desires. curtain is my favorite yeah throw pillow okay but in all seriousness Quoth sees the name of the wind when she puts her hair on the rock i posit to you that the reason he sees it is because if you're lucky and you are any human who has wet hair and you put it out uh on a warm summer day in a place where it will likely dry easily it may spell the name of the wind because then the wind will come and dry it. I think it's that uh, he is at ease in this moment. He is at ease with her. He is in the naming state. Yeah, she sort of brings the naming state, like contentment with Sure, her. that's the reason that he can see it, but that's not the reason that it's there to begin with. It also might just be a flowery metaphor. It might just be like a piece of prose that is a bit poetic. I think the wind is going to move her hair so that it says, kiss the girl. <laughs> sha la 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 my oh my <laughs> that's right that's right we got her singing jeremy oh, nicely no! done you tricked me you tricked <laughs> keep me keep singing <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't want much Jordana, just your Your voice. voice. (laughs) Do we have a a letter today? We do. This is from John from Vintus who writes, Ho the pagers! There is another wooden ring that hasn't been mentioned recently. And that is the wooden ring that Quoth receives from Aori after the fire in the fishery. She tells him that it keeps his secrets. He is surprised when it fits him perfectly. And Aori says that of course it fits him because it's holding his secrets. I don't have another specific connection for this, but I thought we should at least mention the other wooden ring that the text gives us. Peace, sign, John from Ventus. Yeah, he sent it to his stash in his party's camp, and he hasn't looked at it again since. Yeah, it's sitting in the big treasure chest next to Deckard Kane. <laughs> but that's that's an interesting one, because who? how would anyone else know about that ring? Yeah, exactly. What is the wood of ring? The wood, Yeah, the ring of wood. Unless well, he's already been he's, talking to Auri. Who talks to Auri? Elodin? Well, yeah. Eldon would be a good betrayer. Well, I wouldn't put it past Eldon not to be like betraying both, but just to have like mentioned to someone in a pub, you know, oh yeah, Auri like gave like both this weird wooden ring. You know, I, I could see him like just like chatting to someone about it because I don't no. think he takes that secrecy that I don't seriously. think, I think Eldon takes that kind of stuff very seriously. I think he doesn't take the silly trappings of modern life very seriously, but I think he takes things like secrets and and friendships very, very seriously. I mean, I, I do, I tend to agree that he takes secrets seriously. He feels like the kind of guy who would, but he's also a, like kind of an enigma. <laughs> yeah, he's almost a force of nature. And that's why it's interesting to think of him with like an agenda or something he wants more than the safety of his students and Auri. Not that I think he's a suspect or anything, but it would definitely be, he's not someone I would have suspected. Me. Listeners, we will be debating whether hashtag Elodid did anything wrong on tomorrow's page. Oh. Uh, we probably will not have that debate. The wind. Wind. Wind.